Hi, Charles. Hi, Trent. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, May 17th. Happy Wednesday, middle of May already. Crazy. No. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) You know, I didn't see as many Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May uh, memes this year. Is it finally dying off? I think there's the diehards. I usually post it and I didn't. I'm sad. I'm regretting it. I didn't see very many either this year, to be honest. I really didn't. It was it was kind of it was kind of concerning almost. <laughs> I'm like, is he losing his popularity now? <laughs> Do you think Am that um, next year you could have that be like the headline of the um, Lumber Newswire? I should. Ooh, that's the first one. That would be awesome. I'd like to see what kind of feedback you get to that. <laughs> fourth, be with you also on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have some puns. Exactly. So, what's happening in the news world, Trent? Oh, a whole lot of fun stuff. You know, it's been as always an eventful, you know, couple of weeks. So, I figured I'd uh, kind of focus on to start with some of the hot topics and the hot articles over the past uh, week or so, give or take. So, um, for the last week, kind of one of the or the biggest article that we had that came out was um, the Medicines Report article, which was speaking about the lumber demand. So this would have been um, referencing lumber demand for the week ending in um, April 28th. Um, so the report would have been coming out on the 5th for that one. So it's talking about how at that point in time, the demand was kind of uh, down by, um, it was 3% from a month ago, which is about $13 um, compared to when it was $373 a month ago at that time, which had been March 28th. And does that just, what is it measuring? Uh, it's measuring on um, demand in um, million board feet. In million board feet. Yep. And all species across the board? Um, that one was specifically for um, Western SPS. Okay. And uh, she goes into other ones, but she kind of mainly focuses on West, Western SPF um, for the most part in this one. And is that a report? Does that come out? Do you know if that comes out like weekly, monthly? Yeah, that comes out. Uh, we publish it every Wednesday morning. So it'll be out. It comes out. Usually we post it around like 1 a.m. Central time. So, you know, if you're an early morning person, you know, you can hop in there and see it first thing. <laughs> wow. Start your day off. I know, right? With a little bit of fun um, lumber pricing news. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wake up thinking about. I mean, sadly, I know, right? <laughs> a lot of us do, sadly. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, so that was the um, um, the most read one over the past week or so. And that tends, I mean, the Madison's pricing one's going to be always a very popular one, you know, obviously because of the topic, you know, something that's always timely, and, you know, the anal- analysis people are always interested in. And I'll actually go back into that because we're actually in a minute going to talk about a similar one coming up. Um, but the, the next one that was a really hot one, we've actually talked about this series that we're running. Um, it's from the building gurus from Rika, Rika Brandon. So she had an article that was about interviewing and it had to do with um, interview questions to ask. And that one was our second most read one over the past uh, couple of weeks, um, mainly because it's a very timely one. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of um, uptick in those kind of, in that kind of content and the popularity of it, whether it be retention-based, like we'd mentioned before, or just straight interviewing, because it's it's kind of a hot topic of, you know, how do you get people and how do you retain them? <laughs> you know, especially good people. 
And also another one that we had was, you know, um, on the other end of the spectrum, that was um, a more popular one over the past couple of weeks. And we have another one coming up is, um, you know, if you do have to let someone go, you know, how to do that, you know, what's the best way to go about that and, you know, kind of different steps in that kind of walk through every aspect of, you know, how to get them and how to kick them out the door. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it kind of is comes full circle in, you know, the series. So was that, that her copy and paste interview process? Um, post that she made is that the one that you're referring to um yeah the one where it's like the different uh, questions asked yeah okay. yeah where it has like literally the different ones that she gives excellent examples within it's really it's really kind of a nice little starting point to kind of jump off of giving you some good ideas of you know this is the areas you might want to focus on reasons why here's some examples and then you can kind of expand on it based off of what the job or the industry you're in you know will be the specifics of it. I like that kind of that's a top point. article I know it's, it's really cool yeah, so it I think it just shows too like the depth of the readership for the newsletter. Like you have lumber demand results and then you have HR and hiring and recruiting and all of those things are important to everybody. Yep. And I mean the other ones like we've talked about are you know like you know large personnel changes as well as acquisitions and even financial results. So it's kind of cool how you can see all these different areas but they're all you know it, it I think people in our industry are very um, in tune with how all these things work together. You know, maybe I don't want to say more so than others, but I feel like since a lot of the people are involved in more different areas that they have been, you know, um, that they can take a liking to it more so than in other industries, at least that I've seen, you know, because a lot of times people see financial results and their eyes glaze over. But like, I know people who aren't even in finance and they're like, I'm interested in this because it is relevant to me and my job, you know? So, right. Right. I mean, and at some point in your job lifespan, it, the likelihood that you're going to interview somebody is pretty high. Absolutely. Or have some, you're handed in some capacity, you know, in right. some way, shape or form, hundred percent agree. You know, yeah. And if nothing else for you to read it, if you are interviewing, because this is what other people who are going to be interviewing you are reading as well. So you want to be able to get insight into what they're thinking too, you know, so you can look mm -hmm. at it both. Right. right. One thing I remember from that article, I was one of the clickers. Uh, maybe I clicked a couple times. But <laughs> <laughs> She was talking about uh, like the first thing you should talk about during an interview is what the, the candidate's deal breakers are, because mm -hmm. if you can get that out of the way right away, then it helps, you know, drive the rest of the conversation and you're not wasting each other's time because maybe it's the commute like our office is in downtown Portland, maybe that's a deal breaker for somebody if they have if they're expected to come in every week. Or, um, you know, maybe they don't like working remote and it's important for them to have an office. So it's just important to, to know what's important so that you don't 100%. have to have a hard conversation for the next article about firing somebody. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We can talk about that one then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a great point. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a pretty cool aspect of, you know, how you're looking at that too. I mean, if yeah. I she was looking at it too, I like that. Yeah, I love the I love those pieces by her. So um, she's got a great, great place to put this article is on your newsletter and in the audience in the lumber industry. I mean, she's yeah. she's perfect. So um, I mean, cool. if anyone's ever looking for any, you know, sort of staffing help, especially with her. I mean, she focuses a lot more on executive level these days. I mean, her information is always on there. So feel free to like reach out to her because she's a great resource for, you know, at least, you know, even just chat in general, you know, I mean, if you have questions about the content, she'd love to, you know, just chat with people in general. She's, she's a great resource for anyone. Yeah. And that's buildinggurus.com, right? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. We'll link it up in the notes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> without her knowledge 
We're just pumping her up over here. <laughs> Love it. She, like I said, she'll, she'll pick up the phone anytime to chat with anyone. She loves it. Awesome. <laughs> And she gets a bunch of phone calls today. Like, try not to love it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Are there any other hot clickers over the last week? Yeah. So another real quick one is in a similar vein as the first we we're talking about is a new one we just started this week that we're going to start running um, on Mondays. It's a um, lumber price index. Um, this actually comes from Madison's as well. Um, so it's just a very short kind of little snapshot that we're going to be running every Monday, just giving the uh, what the lumber price index is for the ending the previous week. So this one came out on Monday, just said what it was for the week ending May 12th of 2023, um, where it was at. And it shows like a comparison over um, previous years. This one is going back to 2019 um, and showing different trends on there. And then there's a link to a more expanded article. So it's kind of a real quick, like it's a 15 second read, but just giving you kind of an update, kind of the idea is going to be every month, I mean, every month, every Monday when you're able to come in and read the newsletters to kind of have that right off the bat. That's nice to start Monday that way too. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. This is actually on Tuesday. It's going to be oh. on Monday going forward. I apologize. Tuesday. Tuesday. But it will be on Mondays going forward. So this week was on Tuesday. <laughs> Any uh, high level notes from that where it looks like? Um, it just said that basically uh, at the end of last week, it was at 388.4, which is down um, 1% or a little over $4 from the previous week where it was 392.5, uh, which this, the one cool thing I saw on here that is just like a, literally the only other line that says that it's interestingly, this week matches exactly with the same week in 2020. So I was like, that's kind of a cool, Wild. Little, you know, little note. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny. Crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kind of cool. So uh, that was, I thought that was a little fun little footnote. <laughs> it is interesting. Wow. Um, so then on the other side, um, another um, couple other ones that we had over the past few weeks, uh, Stella Jones reported the first quarter results, which results have been kind of a mixed bag so far, which we'll get into in another minute. Um, they were having a really great first quarter, you know, so their sales were up, especially in their, um, I think it was in their pole division. Um, it was up, oh, what was the percentage? It was up um, 13%. Um, in this year, the first quarter, I'm sorry, it was up 9% specifically in the whole division um, year over year, excuse me. And they had actually made an acquisition in the past year that will help bolster that in the South. Um, and that's not even included in the results for this one. So, I mean, if you include that in there, it would actually have been even higher. So wow. they've been having a, they had a, they've been having a really great time so far. So, you know, always like the good financial news from people because we're going to have a little bit opposite on the spectrum in a few minutes. <laughs> now you're talking about the Western Forest <laughs> products. <laughs> we could talk about that one too, for sure. Um, a lot of these are, you're not hearing as, as much positivity, but I mean, once again, like we talked about last time, um, you know, I mean, it's still so early, you know, I mean, I, I don't freak out about this. It's just an interesting, different trend that we're used to seeing. Um, Another one, um, Sherwood, they announced that they're doing um, five-day-a-week service to Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Albany, New York. Um, so, you know, just kind of expanding their distribution footprint there. So people, you know, especially up in that area, I'm assuming we're, you know, very interested in kind of seeing that expansion up there for them. Thanks, Sherwood. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, building industry partners, I mean, if you're familiar with them, they own a couple of um, wholly owned, they have a couple of wholly owned subsidiaries that are kind of a little... It's like a mini USLBM type of a concept, you know, kind of a little smaller a version of that. They have little things. They were actually some of the people who started have been involved in some of those other like um, Kodiak to start off with, if I remember correctly as well. Actually, one that might have been connected to USLBM at the beginning too. I might be wrong on that one. 
By the way, um, they hired a new um, <clears throat> operating partner, and he's also going to be a director for one of their subsidiaries, which is West Coast Lumber. So um, that was a pretty cool move there. And then the other one from last week, which um, people tend to always uh, interest in this, it's always a big topic, especially now, um, is mortgage rates and mortgage applications. Um, so the MBA came out with their mortgage applications um, last week, which aren't going to get a new one today. But as of last week, there was an increase from the previous week, which is, you know, always good. We're looking at that because you know, we want, obviously, you know, more applications, you know, more building, as I like to say in terrible grammar, more better. <laughs> um, the applications were up 6.3% um, week to week. So, you know, it's a nice kind of starting positive trend going into the uh, summertime. So I always take that as a win. Interesting. It's interesting because this is the busy time of the year <clears throat> for real estate. And then you have interest rates. And so it's kind of interesting to see what people are going to do. From my perspective, I feel like everyone's been holding tight for so long. They're like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm ready to do it. I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. I was talking to a real estate agent um, just on Sunday. We were just sitting next to each other outside of a, uh, an event we were at. And she mentioned that I just asked her how things were going here locally. Um, she's a real estate agent in the Portland, Vancouver regional area. And she just said inventory is still low and she's still having houses that have multiple offers. And so there's still a level of competitiveness for those who want to play. Um, and she said, I always remind my clients that, you know, my first house, I had a 12% interest rate. So um, it's really relative. Um, and if you're wanting to get in a house, you know, try to make it happen because the interest rates are always, always going to be changing up or down. And they're probably not the worst that they could be. Um, sadly enough. <laughs> oh, I agree. The one thing, because we talked about this thing one time, the one thing I had thought about though, because <clears throat> I've talked about that with other people is that although that is true, the one thing I would mention is that home costs were not the same though, to be fair. Exactly. So, I mean, 12% on a $500,000 home is much different than five, than 12% on a $250,000 home. Exactly. <laughs> it's However, so, but if you take into account inflation and what the average income and cost of living was like those things kind of change your perspective as well because oh, you know, $50,000 was a really great salary at that time and now it's poverty basically <laughs> or it feels like it <laughs> yeah exactly no no it's very true as well especially with inflation now so I mean it's hard to compare completely but no I think you're definitely right on that but there's also just a psychological thing I mean when you hear 12% when that's at least since I've paid attention you know being almost 40 now you know, which has been a decent period of time, it's never been near 12%. So I think just psychologically, mm -hmm. it's hard for you, even if that is accurate, just to deal yeah. with that. Because like, no, that just doesn't make sense to me. So it's right. going to be a hard battle, especially with, you know, people being apprehensive, at least the reports I see, people are more apprehensive to buy houses as a whole these days. It seems like younger people, they're, mm -hmm. you know, waiting longer and so on and so forth and renting. So it seems like right. a really tough battle across the board. So it is. I mean, the interest rate, in my personal experience, the interest rate is the difference of why I'm renting versus buying, you know, because mm -hmm. it would double what I'm paying right now for the house that I have. So it's yeah, insane. I mean, everyone with a mortgage, when you look at the mortgage breakdowns for like the, if you do a 30 year loan and you look at it for the first 15 years, you just want to cry. You're like, I'm paying how much on the principal every yeah. month? Like, this is bonkers. You're like, just looking <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even own the toilet yet. Yeah. And for those of us that got low interest rates, I feel like I'm shackled to my house. I don't want to move. I can't give this up. Like also probably because I'm a finance minded person. It's like, are you kidding me to give up this interest rate right now? Like I got 
below 3%. So it's like, I want to upgrade my house, but I mean, it's just, I'm 100% with you. I can't justify it right now because it's just, it doesn't make sense for me right now. Even even if it does make sense, it's hard to make it make sense. Right, right. Unless you live in Multnomah County and then you're paying an inordinate amount of taxes and maybe it actually is cheaper to move out of the county. But I will save my rant for a different day and a different audience. Yeah. Or if you're moving to a different state, then I could see it being worth it because to your point then like, you know, where we're at in Chicago, you know, I mean, cost of living is much higher. If we move down to like say Tennessee, Sure, the interest rate might be higher, but we're also could be getting a three times bigger house for the same cost. But it's like, okay, then we can kind of then. then it's right. But if I'm in the same market, it's really difficult. You know, I'm not going to be. It, it, yeah, it's just going to be rough. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's all other money I could be spending on other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so what? Are, what's our hot goss for today? So for today, we got a uh, got highlighted three different things that are kind of different areas of the spectrum. At least I'm hoping that people view them that way. <laughs> um, the first one is one that's probably a many people at this point have already heard about because it came out, you know, early yesterday. It's kind of trickled through, which is Home Depot results. Um, they were not good for the first quarter. Um, so I'm not shocked. I don't think most people were just because, I mean, at some point in time, you knew that, you know, things were going to have to come down to, for lack of a better way to say, reality from, you know, where we've been at, you know, with the home improvement, the DUI stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it made sense. It's just that, you know, I think that it, people always are going to have a knee-jerk reaction, you know, especially when it happens. But, you know, it's never positive to begin with. I mean, they were down four, like 4.2% from the first quarter of last year. Uh, what are some of the other big stats from it? Um, sales comparable sales declined from 2 and 5% compared to fiscal 2022. Um Let's see that an interest expense of approximately 1.8 billion in the first quarter and their um, diluted earnings per share declined by 12, 7 to 13% to compare to fiscal 2022. Interesting. So there's not a whole lot of fun stuff there for them, but yeah. I mean, it's with that being said, it's Home Depot. I mean, it's not like they're going I, anywhere. It's just, it's just a rough first quarter. Right. I, mean. I saw a statistic that said um, it was their first decline in sales in the last 14 years. It was. So, so but it's, okay. I mean, it's COVID, like, it's just so hard. And it's so hard, you know, being a public company is so different than being a private company and, you know, meeting investors' expectations. It's just impossible. And I've had that. I mean, I'm a finance major as well as you, you know, so it's like, and it's always that interesting thing of it's, it, it just, it, it becomes a, an, an interesting concept when to your point, it's just like you're thinking as a public company, the status quo is never okay. You can never, you're never allowed to be like, I made just a little bit more than last year. It's like, that's never enough. Like you need to keep growing and growing. And at some point in time, you're like, well, how do I keep doing that? Especially when two years ago, lumber prices were up here, you know, this, I was able to sell, you know, there's this, they had that. We had more people coming up here. So you're fighting these things. You have all these different forces. And it's just, it, it, it just seems like an uphill battle, like 24 seven. So then when you have situations like this, when you're just having much smaller margins, I have to imagine, you know, across the board, or they also maybe bought a lot of stuff and they got caught with it. Probably not as much with them, but you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it just seems almost impossible to keep that up for as long as they did to begin with, you know, the 14 years or 14 years, right? Not mm-hmm. 14, 14 years. Um, it's just insane as this. I mean, so I right. mean, it, that's why I'm like, I see this. I'm like, yeah, it's not great, but I mean, let's look at the whole scheme of things. Where are they going to be at the end of the year? That's what I care about the most. Cause I think that the summer will be much more telling than one quarter, but yeah. It's yes. Different. I'm excited. Let's make sure we revisit Home Depot. Oh, next absolutely. Quarter. Absolutely. 
I, I think so. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how all these things, you know, kind of trickle down with some of the things like, because the next thing I'm going to talk about is one that kind of impacts a lot of this, which is a, another curtailment. This is a very short-term one, but it's all stuff that kind of, as we all know, kind of, you know, works together, you know, making these things happen. So this one is another one from Tolko. We uh, spoke about this, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We Chelsea, did, yeah. Uh, yeah, when, uh, four weeks ago. Had, so this one is, it's not a huge one. It's just a two week downtime and their Lakeview one, which is um, their Lakeview sawmill, which is in Williams Lake, BC. Um, so once again, Tolco Industries are out of Vernon, BC. So it's just a two week um, curtailment that they're doing, but it was an unplanned one. So it's not like one that they had planned on doing. It's due to um, the availability of um, fiber and then their ability to be able in the higher log cost they're having up in BC. It's the same thing we kind of keep hearing every time they have these curtailments regardless of if they're permanent, short-term, or, you know, medium to long-term type of situation up there. So it's just been really rough in Canada for a lot of these curtailments. Once again, not to be in the ground before these exact same issues we kind of keep hearing. So, yeah, and, I mean, luckily, like I said, it's two weeks. So, I mean, it's not a permanent one. That's obviously worst case scenario, but, you know, you never even want to see the unplanned two weeks. You know, it's not a positive situation still. But. No, no. People, it's sad when people don't have work, you know, so I don't, yeah. don't like to hear it. Exactly. But. Now on the back to kind of another side we're talking about the last one that's kind of one that I was kind of wanting to go on to for today, which is um, the Associated Builders and Contractors came out with their construction backlog indicator, um, and it was speaking about April, and it was it's looking a little bit better this month compared to how it was in March, um, and. It is down in certain aspects when you're looking at April of, compared to April of 2022, but in many aspects, it's very close or even better in certain in certain areas. So when we're looking at different regional areas, it's going to be obviously different, as you can imagine. So when you're looking at April of last year compared to April of this year, like, for example, in the, um, the Midwest, the backlog is down. The backlog is the exact same, like to a T in the Northeast. In the South, it's actually up. And then in the West, it's slightly down. So I thought it was kind of interesting just that it is up in the South. Um, just to give you an idea if they go by a month backlog. So in 2022 in April, it was a 9.6 month backlog. And in this year, it's 10.7. So I mean, that's a pretty decent, you know, extra month backlog for that in the South. So, I mean, that's interesting to me to see that they are kind of building quite a bit more, you know, as we've heard about, but going off what we were saying, even though there are, you know, issues with, you know, interest rates and things of that nature, you know, and just costs, it's kind of nice to see at least some of these, indi I mean, some of these, you know, backlogs are building back up. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> back up. Um, just to show that there is some strength that we're kind of starting to get going into the kind of like the more prominent seasons. Right. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> better to have a little backlog to give us confidence, but you don't want it like, you know, 2020 where they couldn't catch up and then that drove prices up and then. Oh yeah. Not that crazy, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to at least see, you know, some amount of, you know, not so it's just like, no one's wanting to build whatsoever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. There's still demand. We had a, um, a sales uh, person at our company that just recently traveled internationally and he said, it's crazy to see all the building that is going on right now in Europe. I mean, he said there's cranes everywhere. Nothing is slowing down. He said he was surprised to see um, 
all of these places that he visited that had, I think a good indication is how many cranes are in the air when you go into a city. Is it mm -hmm. a developing city? Is it growing right now? There's 13 cranes. Oh my God. You know, they're experiencing growth yep. as opposed to there's no cranes. What's going on? Everybody's moving. Cause obviously we had a lot of these areas that mm -hmm. people seem to move South or to Arizona or to Texas over these last couple of years. And so but yeah, those are interesting statistics. Portland yeah. will probably have a crane now for the uh, burning building yesterday. <laughs> Our one fire. Now we need a crane. Yep. Now we need a crane. That building, have you, did you see pictures of it? Yeah. It was on um, 14th and Taylor, I believe. And Trent, you should look it up. It was, um, it is burnt. Yeah. We had a, for those listening, we had a an apartment building caught on fire in downtown Portland yesterday. And if you were driving through the city or sitting in traffic through the city, um, it looked like, I mean, it looked like one of the skyscrapers was on fire from certain vantage points. So it turned out to be an apartment fire. I don't know what caused it. Do you, did you hear what caused it? I heard rumors. I don't want to repeat them until they're uh, actual. Yes. Yeah. I did. I mean, I did see pictures of them rescuing people from the building. It was not an abandoned building. I mean, people were living right. there. So, um, I originally thought it was an abandoned building and I was like, oh, okay. And then once I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is, I know. I know I saw people getting lifted with a, you know, out by a firefighter. So that's that was sad. anyway, <clears throat> anyways, well, thank you so much, Trent. Um, good stories for today. No, yeah. No. Is there anything else, uh, breaking that we should mention? No, that's pretty much it. This morning, nothing breaking that I saw when I came in, unfortunately. It'd be fun to have stuff. I was hoping to get some big news in, but nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll have it. Exactly. Like, there, off the press. <laughs> yeah, if there's ever one that you're like, we got to do a breaking story, you let us know. We'll hop right oh. on at 3 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever you need. There we go. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Trent. We will see you uh, next time. Thanks, All Trent. Right, thank you. Have a good one.